Hi, it's Bob from Royal Spa. Soaking in a hot tub full of Epsom salts is the absolute best way to minimize everyday aches and pains. And we know all about Epsom salts at Royal Spa. Royal Spa hot tubs are the only hot tubs on the market that can safely and effectively use Epsom salts. Made right here in Indiana, Royal Spa hot tubs are the highest quality hot tubs on the market. Visit any one of our three Indianapolis locations or visit royalspa.com. Ah, Royal Spa. You're listening to the Hammer and Nigel Show. Hey, Tony. Hey, Tony. Pretty boy. Tony. It's Tuesday with Tony Cass on the Hammer and Nigel Show. Uh, don't want to keep Tony waiting. My name is Nigel. Jason Hammer is here also joining us on the DriveHubler.com hotline. Tony Katz, Tuesdays with Tony. So, Tony, tons of news about the Biden crime family. IRS whistleblowers said Hunter's tax evasion investigation was slow walked. We have this forthcoming testimony from Hunter's business partner saying the big guy was on a bunch of business phone calls when Biden has previously said he had nothing to do. He's never even talked to Hunter about any of his business dealings. And now we have House Speaker McCarthy floating a Biden impeachment inquiry. The question is, are the walls actually starting to close in here for the Biden? Can we not? Can we not be the people who talk about closing in? walls can we not do what they did to trump for for five six years well, the walls are closing in oh you're better than that what do you mean that, that is cheap they were closing that, in with bogus charges for uh, trump this looks God, this is real i'm talking about the phrase oh yeah the bidens are a low-class crime family and need to be in jail oh hell yes hell yes all right i'll refrain absolutely from using true phrase. i'm talking about i'm talking about the expression all right um everything you just brought up it should needs to be discussed, especially that picture, man. That picture oh, yeah. of of Hunter Biden in uh, the, the the Corvette there, right? And and he's there on the same day that Joe Biden is there at the beach house. So why would it be weird that that's the same day that that text went out saying, my father's sitting right next to me. You will regret not answering my phone call and doing what I tell you to do. My father's sitting next to me. So now we have more connection to the idea that Hunter and Joe Biden were together. And I think the, the, the most damning piece, and there are so many damning pieces, is is the White House press secretary, Corinne Jean-Pierre, making the statement when asked about this again, that Joe Biden and Hunter Biden have no business dealings together. That has never been the conversation. The conversation is whether or not Hunter Biden and Joe Biden talked about Hunter's overseas business dealings, not that they were in business together. That, to me, is step one of Corinne Jean-Pierre in the White House trying to move the goalposts on the entirety of the conversation. Oh, yeah, they talked, but it's not like they were in business together. You told us they didn't talk about it, which, of course, was a lie. So this, to me, is something I'm watching very closely. Does Kevin McCarthy have to move forward with impeachment hearings, or will the Republicans be viewed as soft if they don't? I discussed this uh, with William Jacobson of Legal Insurrection Friday. I discussed it on Fox on Sunday. It's not that he has to move forward with the hearing. What he needs to put together is the committee. He discussed it as an inquiry. You can't trust Attorney General Merrick Garland to do this investigation because he is one of the people who's suspect. Did he push the IRS to slow walk the investigation into the tax fraud of Hunter Biden? That's what these whistleblowers are are 
are alleging. So how could you trust him or a special counsel he picks to look into this? So you need the House to engage the inquiry so they can do the investigation. So call it a committee, whatever you want to call it. That part has to get done. Does that lead to impeachment? Well, I don't have the answer because impeachment is oftentimes, as you guys well know, a political question. Does it make political sense to move forward on the impeachment? Sometimes the crime is egregious. I can can see that. But one could argue, hey, we're at the election. This has done tremendous damage to Biden. Let's just go vote and get ourselves a new guy. We don't even have to bother with the impeachment. So, So the impeachment part is a bit secondary. And I know some people are going to desperately want it, but those people need to cool their jets. The first part, the inquiry has to take place, and then you just got to start making things public like it's your damn job. You just made fun of me for saying the walls are closing in, but yet you just use cool your jets. Right. I just like to point that it's out. It's very Tony. Bart Simpson. Are we going to play the <laughs> Bart man here in just a moment? Look at you guys. Both of cool you. Cool your jets is totally fine. <laughs> walls closing in is very Jim Acosta. Do you get the difference? I'm looking at Jack Lemon on one side, Walter Matthau on the other side here. Grumpy old men. Wow, that is that is nicely that, done. That hurt. You just compared me to Jim Acosta. I'm taking that one personally. That one's, that oh, one's being compared to me. Walter Matthau, totally fine, though. And not even Bad News Bears, Walter Matthau. All right, Tony. So, are there some Democrats that maybe are behind the scenes, perhaps some very vocal, out at the top of the food chain here? that are hoping something happens to Joe Biden, whether it's impeachment, whether this whole scandal makes him want to resign, whether it's his health issues. Is this kind of that window of opportunity for a lot of folks on the left to get rid of Joe Biden and Kamala Harris off the ticket? (sighs) Maybe. Look, if, if, if you ask me if Biden's popular, the answer is no. If you ask me if, if Kamala Harris is popular, I, I would tell you that that's just, that's... <laughs> oh, no, please stop. That's what you hear when you get to the gates of hell. <laughs> no, this is what you hear. <laughs> oh, that's Pete Buttigieg. Um... <laughs> So, you're right, they're not popular, and maybe Democrats would love an opportunity to get a, a restart. But even if we were to go down that road where somehow it's not Biden Harris at this late stage of the game, can you, me, Nigel, everybody sit down with a bourbon and figure out who that is? It's Gavin Newsom. You want me to believe that the Democratic Party, this Democratic Party, is going to go from the oldest white man they could possibly find <laughs> to the most middle-aged white man they could possibly find? Yes. I have, they'll I'm do it, and then they'll lie right to your face and say that it's fine, they, they, because that's the method of operation. And they did it in the, the Democratic primaries. They had a bunch of diversity, and it got dwindled down to the old white guy. I, who who was put into office by Jim Clyburn, the old black guy. Uh, yeah. So, I mean, that's yeah. just facts. Uh, Jim yeah. Clyburn took South Carolina for Biden and put everybody else in the trunk. I have a hard time with them making the move now in, in, in the um, how this would all be paced. If you're going to sell America that Bidenomics is so great and then tell me Joe Biden can't be the candidate, I, I, that's a very weird message to try and to, to put on America. 
America. The only way this works is if you're going to like do old style ma- mafia stuff, and he has a heart attack. Feel the air quotes, and <laughs> yeah. and, and and can't go on. Otherwise, I got. I must stay. I, I get your point, and I think your point is validity. I just don't know how they do it. If we're talking about methodologies of of application, I have no idea how they how they would get away with it. It's the end of July, guys. That should have happened in April. Tuesdays with Tony Katz here on the Hammer and Nigel Show. I heard you talking about Ron DeSantis earlier on your show. I know he got in that car accident today. He's fine. Uh, but what what's happening with his campaign? I mean, in South Carolina, that poll that just came out, he was number three behind, I believe, Nikki Haley, even even though that's her state. Um, he, he's fired. Did I understand this right? He's fired a bunch of people from his campaign? He's actually fired more people than was originally thought. A third of his staff is now wow. out, uh, as per uh, Politico. Newsmax... Uh, reported that uh, DeSantis' campaign manager is admitting to having spent too much on an ineffective campaign. Uh, In Iowa, he's doing very poorly, and he may have some troubles in New Hampshire. Now, two things I think worth noting. Number one, it's July. There is time to turn this all around. There really is time to turn this all around. But it's July, and it's past the midway point. This is the moment campaigns start. In March and in April and May, we I, I discussed on, on my show, you guys may have discussed on yours, it's too early. You don't have to do anything yet. Now you do. Now it's go time. So if he's doing a reset now, this is the perfect time to do the reset. The problem is you don't really get another one. Doing a second reset, going for a third bite at the apple, that's really tough. This is the moment for the reset. You got to rethink your strategy in Iowa, and you got to go out there and you got to shake a tremendous amount of hands. You got to be hyper aggressive. A ground game has to be much stronger, and you have to now make the showing in Iowa to be able to make the showing in New Hampshire to drive you to South Carolina. Carolina. If the plan was to not worry about Iowa, win New Hampshire, and then go to South Carolina, that plan is dead. Now the plan is win place or show. Really, place or show. Hopefully show. And we have a big debate coming up in August. Should Donald Trump participate in this debate? Or he was talking about doing some one-on-one interview with Tucker Carlson at the same time the debate was going on. What do you think Trump should do? Yeah, um, I, I do think that that there are going to be massive numbers of people in Iowa, and where where Trump's up by 30, by the way, uh, and in other places who think Trump not showing up to the bait means Trump's a coward. I, I don't think you can shake what that's going to mean for a bunch of people. It might not mean enough uh, to move a winner in Iowa, um, but that's that's what it's going to say. And let's also be clear, that's putting a bunch of pressure on Tucker. If Tucker doesn't deliver the same heat that he did for Pence and Scott and the rest, then it's going to be, oh, Tucker is uh, in the bag for Trump. Yeah. That's not a good look for him as he builds out his media empire. Last thing here, Tony, before we let you go, bring it a little local here. Uh, we've had a couple weeks now to sit back and reflect on Jefferson Shreve, the Republican mayor candidate rolling out his plan for safety. (laughs) That includes gun control. I think most people know where I stand on this. I've been pretty outspoken about this. What about you? Wait, you've talked about it? I haven't heard anything. (laughs) Um... 
it's hard to believe that you can make this level of mistake. Uh, and and the mistake is not that you want to do something about violence and not you you don't want, you want to do something about crime, but you're going to engage the same plan, but you're going to wrap it in the veneer of well I'm just gonna, not going to vote on this in the city county council I'm going to bring this to the legislature to do. If you want to play the game of too cute by half, you're more than welcome, but it doesn't fly with a single voter. You want to show that you're different than Hogsett and that you're serious about safety. You don't do that by enacting the same plan. And that they thought that this was smart. This is proof positive that consultants are the worst thing in the world for you. <laughs> right. Uh, Shreve should be firing people left and right. Uh, he can overcome this, but this is a mistake. And if Jefferson Shreve doesn't understand this, Jefferson Shreve is a fool. And if Jefferson Shreve is going to keep the team in place and think that this provides a value, he's a fool. Now, that's where the difference is. The difference is whether or not it provided a value, whether or not it, it, it provided him some kind of advantage to Hogsett. Our anger comes from being on, uh, whether it be the political right or whether certainly being in favor of people's right to protect and defend themselves. The question is, did this policy move gain him a new voter in Indianapolis? And I would argue, no, what would gain him a voter in Indianapolis is the speaking of the truth. Your kids are getting killed, and Joe Hogsett doesn't do a damn thing. Vote for me. I'll at least try. What is coming up on your awesome morning show here in Indy and your second program, which also airs in Bloomington, Tony? Oh, that's that's uh, that, that's very nice of you to. It's very nice of you to say. My my goodness gracious, that was. That's called that giving you the high. rub right there. I'm giving you the little push right there. That's what you need. Oh, that's what I've been looking for. Uh, UPS and Teamsters may have reached a labor deal to avoid a strike, and that that strike would have crippled the country. Can this thing last? That's what I'll be talking about. Find him on social media at Tony Katz. TK, thank you. Thanks, TK. Always. It's the Hammer and Nigel Show.